BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services and in partnership with Beast OCR. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related, running, endurance, conditioning, wrecking, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet here, and on this episode I got with me Tatiana Pugmire. Tatiana, say hello. How are you doing? Hello. Good, good, good. Excited to be here. Oh yeah, it's been a while since we've had you on. So yeah. remind everyone who you are. Who who is Tatiana? Um, besides my my sexy twin. <laughs> yeah, God, I love that. Um, I am let's see. I don't know. Last time you and I talked on here, I was down I was living down in Oregon, um, racing mm-hmm. competitively in each group competitions and Spartan races and you know, still down that road, I've just relocated and have had other life stuff going on. So it's, you know, journey's been different than I expected since we last spoke. Yeah, but journeys always kind of go on a, a weird turn like that. So how uh, how is your journey going? Good, you know. Um I, I think it's absolutely a normal part of life for things to go completely not as planned, you know, and it's just about how you yeah. roll with it, how you, you know, um, how resilient you are and bounce back and create a new path. Exactly. So, so you are up here in Seattle now and you're not in Portland anymore. Um, I don't know. Are you liking that? Are you enjoying up here in Seattle? I mean, I know when we talked before, you were going to school. What well, What are you doing now? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't really think it's fair for me to give an opinion on if I like Seattle or not yet, because I've only been here <laughs> a couple months and I haven't been able to do, you know, the outdoors things the outdoorsy things that I love to do because I've been so busy working two jobs, which is what I'm doing now. Um, last we spoke, I was yeah. going to school and uh, finishing up my bachelor's degree in psychology, which I did. I got that. And my plan was which to go to grad awesome. school for neuro. Yeah. Yeah. My my plan was to go to grad school for neuroscience and um, I didn't get accepted into anywhere that I applied. And, and that's kind of like what I mean when, you know, life does not go the way you planned. And so um, I had to kind of just create a new, new idea for myself and pick myself up again and um, go from there. And I still feel sometimes like I'm still in the piecing myself together phase um, and so part of that was me deciding to do a little bit of a career change. I used to be an alcohol and drug counselor, and now I work for Providence Hospital. So that's what brought me up to Seattle. I took that job and decided to relocate. Well, that's good. I mean, and that's one of those things. I mean, that's something we talk about on the podcast a lot is how, I mean, with Spartan race and obstacle course race and all that, it's all about the obstacles being thrown in front of you. And rather than sitting down and saying, I'm not doing this anymore. It's finding your way over, oh, yeah. you know, and like oh, yeah. you said, you know, you, exactly you didn't get accepted 
you didn't get accepted and then you're like, okay, well then I guess I go this way and I do this, you know, it's an obstacle in your path right. and you didn't say, okay, well I'm done. You just found a new path. No. Yeah. It's still in my plans. Like I just feel, I just love school, man. I love to learn. And I still, yeah. um, it's in my plans to go to grad school. I'm going to change it up this year. When I apply, I'm going to go, going to apply to grad school for forensic psychology and and see where that takes me so there's no giving up nice you can tell me how to get away with it i mean (laughs) 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 which is awesome it's like i said it's just it's sometimes our paths don't go the way we expect so we just kind of we change our path a little bit and keep going forward yeah you know, as our, our friend Jesse always says, always forward. But sometimes forward no. isn't in the same direction we always thought it was. So sometimes no. forward's a different and path. And my forward isn't the same as your forward, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, a lot of people don't know I'm going back to school here soon, too. So to finish my oh, bachelor's really? in occupational safety. Yes, to finish my bachelor's in occupational safety and health. So oh, that's wow. a... You've got yeah, that's so much my... on your plate, dude. That's going to be, you're busy. <laughs> I got to keep myself busy. The, my, yeah, I have an overactive brain. I have an overactive brain. If I'm not busy, I I, I, I I do bad things. So, And I know myself well trouble. enough to know that. Exactly. That's, I get into trouble because yeah, I need my brain good. working. So, <laughs> yeah. That's good that you know it, though. So I find ways to keep myself, you know, busy and going. So, yeah. yeah. But that's good, though. You're doing it in a productive manner, you know, going back to school. Yes. Taking care of yourself, doing yeah. things that you like and want to do. Yeah, because, you know, I, and I mentioned it sometimes on this this podcast that I have another podcast that I've been doing for almost three years uh, called Renerdish, And then I also just started a radio show um, on nwczradio.com. Uh, that airs on Monday night. So, oh, nice. yeah. so yeah, you're gonna be busy, but yeah. it's good. It's so, busy, you know. It's a good, it's a good time. It is. Busy. It is. It is a good type of busy. I mean, it's a it's a productive type of busy. So, yeah. So, right. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad to hear that things are going well for you, and that you know you've you've changed up your path, but you haven't haven't stopped which is amazing so i mean yeah 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 that's good well it is because i mean anybody that anybody that listened to the episode that i had with you on before knows that being a drug and alcohol counselor was something you'd picked because you're a recovering addict so i mean it's yeah to come from where you were to where you are now is amazing um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't be more proud of you, you know, every time I see oh. you and I see all the stuff you're doing. So, I mean, it's awesome. So, oh. yeah. yeah, it's just, it felt, it felt right. You know, like it felt like it fit and I don't like, I don't sit here and say like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Or I regret my decision to be a drug and alcohol counselor. I just feel like my perspective shifted on the whole field, you know? And so I just, I wasn't happy anymore and I'm not going to sacrifice my happiness over essentially a paycheck, 
you know, absolutely. I'm still passionate yeah. about helping people and that's why I want to stay in the, in the human service field. But, um, you know, I think that's something that should be important to a lot of people is just being happy. Um, and so oh, that's just kind of part of what I'm after figuring out what can I do long term, essentially for the rest of my life as a career and be happy. So I'll find it. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, it's one of those things that I've argued with quite a few people about the idea of college and what age someone should go to college. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, when you graduate high school, you should leave high school and go straight into college. And I'm like, how many people do you know that jump straight into a college program and don't even do what their degree is? You know, right. I have friends, I have a friend who has a degree in Native American studies. She's a, uh, an artist, uh, makeup artist on TV shows. I mean, it's like, Please, you know, yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those, you I go, you go into school and people, oh, go ahead. I think like, honestly, one of the, I don't know, I guess a good decision I could have made as far as getting my bachelor's in psychology is that psychology can be applied in yeah. anything, you know, the concept of psychology. So, I mean, I guess that kind of saves my ass in terms of feeling like I went and got a degree and now I'm not even using it. <laughs> but um, the fact yeah, that and... I want to pursue forensic psychology, definitely, you know, the history I do have in psychology already is absolutely going to be applied. Yeah. Which is awesome. And I mean, that's just kind of it. I mean, you see all the time, like I was saying, you know, people who get degrees and stuff and they never do it. You know, it's like, you know, when I was going to school, when I first started going to school, I was going to school for a degree in business with a minor in psychology. And then yeah. I never finished because I realized I don't want to do business. Yeah. I don't want a degree in business, you know, but I was already a junior and luckily, you know, I was able to figure out, you know, in my forties, what I really want to do. And that's occupational safety and health. And I'm able to, you know, take most of those credits that I had towards the business degree and put them into, you know, an occupational safety and health degree and, you know, finish it that way. But right. it's, yeah, I think at 18, yeah. I've changed careers three times at least since I was yeah. 18. Yeah, and you that's know. one thing I wish I, like, stopped and thought about back when my whole pursuing school journey started was just, like, I wish I could go back and tell myself to not be, like, slow down. Don't be in such a rush to no. try and figure things out, you know, because you have some growing up to do. You have some life experiences to be had, and, you know, it's just something that, I feel like comes with time and I feel like it'll be a, it'll be good. Oh, I agree. Well, that's just it. I mean, then I think that's one of the, where I've gotten arguments with people where I think that's one of the biggest problems with the way our education system works. It's like we force kids straight into college out of high school at an age when, you know, they most time can't even decide what shoes to put on in the morning and you want them to decide what they want to do for the rest of their, for the next, you know, yeah. What do you want to do for the next 60 years? You know, and yeah. it's like, you know, it's it took me to, like fair. I said, I was in my forties. No, it's not. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, it took me until I was in my forties to decide what I want to do. And that was through trial yeah. and error of trying different things and being like, you know, I kind of like this, but 
You know, maybe not. Yeah. Right. No. So I'm glad you're finding what you want to do. But yeah, a forensic you. psychologist, I may need I may need your help later in life, but just saying. I can, uh, <laughs> I'll give you some pointers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, oh. yeah. yeah. I'm hinting that I'm yeah. crazy, but we all know this, so yeah. We all yes, there's no hinting there. That's widely known. No. <laughs> yeah, it's widely known. Widely known. Oh, Do you like challenges that are fun, tough, and might use tacos? Head on over to BeastChallenge.com and check out our upcoming events, including Beast's 5K+, a combination of race and endurance event, and the Bucket Mile. Keep an eye on the Beast's OCR Facebook group for event gatherings. For more information, head on over to BeastChallenge.com and the Beast's OCR Facebook group. You'll be glad you did. So this last weekend, was it this last weekend? You went and did a did a did a did a thing. What in Dallas? Was I did, it, a did you thing. go to Dallas? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of crazy, no, it was um the uh SoCal Ultra Beast SoCal. in Lebec, California. Yeah. I, yeah. I knew you did one of the Ultra Beasts, but I, I knew there was two going this week and I couldn't remember which one you were at. So it was the Lebec yeah. Ultra. How was Oh my gosh, I can't, it was, um, I, I don't know, apparently, I, the biggest thing that comes to mind whenever I'm telling, you know, all my friends or my colleagues or anybody about the race is that I, I, um, severely underestimated that course, severely underestimated it and, I was, you know, got my ass handed to me in return. So it was a kind of a nice little day of putting me in my place. <laughs> yeah. But you finished it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did. I ran with my best friend, Katie Snyder. Um, I she, saw that. I've I saw the pictures. Her. Yes. Um, it was a good day. We did finish. She on the comeback. I would say, you know, after this weekend, she's officially come back. Um, but she's been yeah. recovering from a back injury from, uh, like, the winter of 2018. So she was out all season. Or no, winter of 2017, maybe. And she was out all last year. And so this year she's yeah. been reintroducing races, you know, back into her workout plans. And, and this was her first ultra and it was just, that's what it was about for me was just being there with her and, um, being a part of her experience and all the while experiencing (laughs) some things of my own on that ultra. Um, but we did finish. It was an excellent day. Oh yeah, and that's it's amazing. I say because I know I ran into you and Katie in Vegas in March, and that was the first time I'd seen yeah. her in a long time. So it was good to see her back. So that yeah. was her first race back this year. That was her redemption course too. She ran. We ran that race together in 2017, and she developed like severe. She was. We. It's kind of funny. We were both really sick like a week before the race, and we were both mm-hmm. still getting uh getting better um but from that race she actually developed like pretty severe bronchitis 
And uh, she just really did not um, perform as well as she wanted to. And so uh, when she felt ready to make her comeback this year as far as races, Vegas was the one. So we made that happen, and she's been running ever since. It's been it's been good. I'd say it's been a good year for her. So that's good. That's good. I like that. It was good to see her back. So yeah, tell us a little bit about about the ultra. What was it? I mean. How God. how was it? <laughs> it? Come on, give me some detail. Let, let me know the the horrors that you went through. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Mike! I cannot describe. It's it was it was honestly more for me. It was more mentally. Uh, it was more mentally like heavy. It was really heavy mm-hmm. on my brain. I don't know what the heck that was about, but I mean. Like I said, of course, it was a good day, and we finished. The first lap was, I think it was somewhere around 17 miles, Um, and the second lap was shorter. The second lap was only like 12 or 13 miles, and um, and that's because on the first lap, they have this little ultra trail that you merge off of, and you have to go down, you know, and do this extra five-mile trail. And then you come back up and merge back onto the regular course. And um, that was, I had absolutely no idea what we were getting into. I mean, of course, no ultras never really do because, you know, the whole idea behind an ultra is that you're going into it blind. So you don't really know what to expect. But it was one of the steepest, longest hills of my life on that that little merge. And... um, I so badly wanted it to end. It was not. (laughs) It was, I feel like a lot of runners might be able to relate. Uh, You know, after you're like running for a certain amount of miles, you're out in the sun for however long, you're just tired, you're exhausted. and, And then you get into that like dark place in your mind where you're just not okay. Like this is not okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's where... That's where I was at, and that's where Katie was at, and uh, it was, so that was tough, and the biggest mistake that we had made was being so concerned about our bucket and having it, you know, ready to go in the drop, in the transition zone uh, that we dropped off a day ahead of time that we didn't have any... any nutrition, any replenishments in our hydration packs for, you know, when we took off. So our first lap of the ultra, the longest lap, we had nothing but water and anything that the water stations provided, you know. You know how sometimes they have, like, little protein thingies? Yeah, that was Yeah, they'll have something random. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, uh, that was our biggest mistake, hands down, absolutely biggest mistake. And so that's probably why it was so hard, and it took us a lot longer than I thought it would to the point where, um, like, we had to be to the transition zone by 2 o'clock, and we made it there with 20 minutes to spare. We made it to the transition zone at 1.40, and for me, that was too close for comfort, um, but I, yeah. you know, like I said, I think it's just because we didn't have all of that 
nutrition for the first lap. So we really got our asses handed to us. But as soon as we got to the transition zone, we were back on track. It was fun. That's good. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, it's, you know, you learn from it. So, you know, you look at it and say, okay, this is where we, this is where we made mistakes this time. So when we do it again, because you know how we're not smart enough to say, hey, we did it once. We're never doing that again. We always have to do it again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And that's where I'm at. Like, I I actually like the ultra. Not during, of course, you know, during the ultra. I'm like, what was I thinking? Um. Yeah. But I like them, you know, that's why this is my second one. But Katie, she's at a point right now where she does not want to do another one. She's okay with the, with the just one, but I'm hoping to talk her into, you know, something else probably next year. Well, and it's one of those things, I mean, you know, it's kind of like, you know, with my first beast. When I, when I finished and I walked across that finish line and I, I finished it, I'm like, this is it. I've done it. It's off my bucket list. I'm done. I'm never doing this shit again. <laughs> and then, and you just keep coming back now, some more. Yeah. Now I've done, I think what, 13, 14 trifectas now. So, I mean, yeah. So it's kind wow. of one of those, you have to give her a little time to really think about it, you know, and, you know, maybe she'll yeah. change her mind, but. Yeah. yeah. And I've still and got, I've got one more beat to do. Which one no, are you doing? I got one more oh. beat this year. I'm doing the uh, Central Cal, Cali, on December 14th. Oh, you are? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've yep. I've thought about that one because um, finishing this ultra got me my three times for the year, and then I'm going to Sacramento for the Super, and then um, I've thought about the Central California Beast for my four times. You should. I'm going there for my three, so this will be my three times. So okay, I'm trying Yay. to trying to see if I can get my my three times before I get my weekend trifecta medal from Hawaii. But you know, because that still hasn't come in the mail. But that's another story. But, uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise! I feel like if yeah. if Spartan tells you that something is in the mail, it's gonna be a while. It's going to be. It's one of those. I've told someone else this. It's one of those. You'll get it eventually. You'll get it. But it's going to take a while. So it's just, yeah, yeah, one of those things that I keep hoping. But I'll come home one day and just be like, wow. But no. So, yeah, I'll be going to California for my my next beast to finish, you know, my my three for the year. But And that will that be the end of your race season? Yeah, December that'll be the end of it. Because part of it too is because um, I'm, I, I don't, I don't make good choices in life. I'm doing the Seattle Marathon on December first. So December first, oh. I'm doing a full marathon, and then 13 days later, I'll be in California doing a beast. So we'll see how oh this goes. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. So. I don't yeah. even. How do you? You know what's funny is that I just got done doing an Ultra Beast three days ago, yeah. and the thought of an ultra marathon intimidates me. How do you do Not that? an ultra marathon, just a marathon. An ultra marathon, I mean, that's yeah, like that's insanity. This is just a normal it's a marathon. marathon. Like how, right, that intimidates me. I, don't, I just don't know when to say no. 
And I just, I'm one of those people, like, once I kind of have, like, something in my sights, I just keep going until I'm done. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing, you know, because I did Seattle Marathon two years ago, and it took me nine and a half hours. And then I did the marathon in June up on Snoqualmie Pass, and I did that one in eight hours. So my goal this time is to beat the eight hours. But so it's just, wow, you know, I just keep keep moving. It's like, like I said earlier, like Jesse says, always forward, just keep moving forward and eventually you'll get there. And so it's just kind of, yeah. that's, I've, I've taken his philosophy and just made it my own. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that'll be fun. But, yeah. I it'll be interesting. It'll, it'll be fun. That's on my bucket list. Well, you <laughs> should, I would say if you're going to do one, um, Seattle's not one that I really wanted to do again, but Don just kind of signed me up. But uh, <laughs> if you're going to do one, I would say do one of the tunnel marathons because they're really they're really good. You're out in the woods. It's not on the, the streets of Seattle. You're out on a trail. Yeah. You know, you start at the top of Snoqualmie Pass and you finish in North Bend. I mean, it's pretty much all not a very steep grade, but it's all downhill. So That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all downhill and it's on trails, and it's it's. I prefer that one over a normal one anyway because it's all on trails. Right, that's what I'm about. Anything that's like outdoors, not the city, and that's why, like going back to the start, I'm not. It's not really fair for me to say whether I like Seattle or not because I haven't get been, haven't had the opportunity to do any hiking or anything like that, but I definitely know and I've known since before I moved here I'm not a city girl at all yeah. and yeah so maybe not the Seattle for me but you know well not the other thing the tunnel would be a good one the yeah. tunnel would be a good one for you because like I said it is a full it's you start off like I said at the top of Snoqualmie Pass and you end at North Bend and it basically it's a trail that follows almost perfectly follows I-90 and it's so, so beautiful out there. Yeah, and I mean it's gorgeous. I mean, I don't know if you if you go back and look from when we did it. Um, me and Dawn took a lot of pictures between the two of us because uh, uh, you know we're no. slow and we don't run, so we just took a a whole bunch of pictures of us while we were on the trail. And I mean it's no. it's gorgeous. So yeah. it's definitely one that I would see. I would suggest you definitely do that one. So cool. I'm doing it again I'll next year. So, is it in June? But it's one of those ones. Uh, there's three of them. There's one in June, one in August, and I think one uh, September. They do them at okay. three different times. But it's one of those ones that you have to kind of pay attention to when the signups are because it sells out uh-huh. within, like, I think last year it sold out within a day. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah. Busy. Because they only sell so many. Cool. Yeah. Right. So it's 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 fun though. Good, though. But we volunteer. Yeah, exactly. That means we volunteer and then we get our yeah. And we get uh guaranteed spots for oh. volunteering. So I see. So yeah. you volunteer and then you get to run the next one. Yeah. So we volunteered in September cool. so that we could do the one in June. So Okay, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We'll have to check it out. Yeah. And it's yeah, that's definitely, yeah, definitely a fun one. And it's one of those things, too, is I want to get some people together, too, I think, before I'm hoping the next couple of weeks on, like, a Saturday, and I want to go just hike. Because the, the reason it's called the Tunnel Marathon 
Yeah, that starts at the top of the Indian John Hill. Or uh, not Indian John Hill, sorry. The John Wayne Trail or whatever they're calling it. They're changing the name. But oh. you go through a 2.8-mile uh, old train tunnel. Mm-hmm. It's the start of it. So, And it's like a train tunnel that has no... There's no lights, no nothing in there. You have to have a headlamp because there's no electricity in the tunnel. There's nothing. So and it's 2.8 miles. And yeah, there's one point in the very middle where you can't see either end. So you're just in like pitch black darkness. (laughs) That's different. So that's cool. Yeah. Like different. And that's why they call it. Yeah. They call it the light at the end of the tunnel marathon. So you start off there and then. (laughs) go straight down the hill after that. So it's pretty cool. So, nice. yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. And now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors. Like what you hear, make sure and subscribe and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're using YouTube, please click the little red subscribe icon Then click the little bell for notifications of future episodes. And if you could, give us a thumbs up. And we're back. So are you done with Spartan for the year? Are you talking about maybe December? But what was the other ones you said you were going to do? Uh, The Sacramento Super next month. I'm trying to make that one happen. So let's see. I mean, yeah. (laughs) It'd be cool. I mean, it's been my goal this year to get my four times. But there's always... You know, life obstacles that that happen, and I haven't been able to make some of the races I wanted to. And, you know, things change over the course of the year, and yeah. you just have to let your race schedule roll with it, you know? Oh, yeah. I completely That's agree. Something. Like, Yeah. Yeah, this year, Montana was supposed to be my third. And I didn't do Montana because I had surgery two days beforehand. So I couldn't do Montana, and then I was going to do Tahoe instead. But then because of how mm-hmm. badly I, like, damaged my, my feet in Hawaii, I wanted to give them a break. So that's why I moved yeah, it to Yeah, that was a California. good idea. I saw those pictures. That yeah. was absolutely I some, miserable. I did some you damage, did some but I finished all three of those. Yeah. I, I know. I'm so I finished proud all of three. you. So many, so many years now, you've been trying to get that weekend done yep and And this was the year this was the year and that's so awesome and like i said a lot of it i think was nick nick thompson who was with me and nick was nick was my my guardian angel on that race because you know i've talked about it before when i finished when i finished the super i mean i almost didn't even show up for the super because my feet were so tore out before i even started but when i finished the super i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm done i can't do this i can't go out there for another race and Nick's like, okay, right. cool, let's go get our packets. And, like, I had to have said it, like, 20 oh. times. And Nick was just like, cool, let's go get our packet, and let's do this. And just kept, like, going through the motions. And I'm like, okay, I really don't, I can't do this. Okay, yeah, let's go, Nick. And then all of a sudden, I'm, like, doing the race again. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. I guess here I am. That's smart of him on, <laughs> on his part to just kind of do little by little, step by step. Yeah. Don't think of it as doing it. We're just going to pick up our packets. That's it. 
let's just go get a packet and we'll do this and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it was just like, oh, we're in the middle of a sprint now and I've already done a a beast in a super. Okay, I guess. Right. Yeah. Here I am at the start line. What the heck? So what order did they have the race? I guess I'm here, so might as well. It was the beast on Saturday. You start the beast on Saturday and then you do the super and the sprint both on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Which the very first year I went, I was saying 16, they had it where you could do, you could do pick any of them. They had all three races on both days and then they changed it. So it was only, yeah, you could do, in fact, uh, Sarah Knight did all three. She did all three on Sunday. She did the full trifecta in a day. Yeah, because she's not. That's awesome for her, but that sounds like not a good time for me. (laughs) Well, but I mean, honestly, if you really think about it, though, it's it's really just an ultra. Yeah, I know, which is funny because we're just like, oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. But honestly, in a lot of people's race career, we've probably done something almost equivalent. You know, it's like (laughs) that's funny. I mean, it's one of those things that yeah, I thought about one day. I was sitting there and I, we were talking about like how crazy that was to do all three in a day. And then I'm like, it's really just the same as an ultra. Yeah. Which you did last weekend. I know, which, hmm. you know, I'm still recovering from. So that's going to be a couple of weeks before I'm able to get back out in the gym running. Yeah. It's just amazing yeah, what we're willing to put our bodies through, you know? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I'm And gonna, I think that's I'm the hard part, though, is... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask you to do this. Actually, it's not really ask. I'm going to make you do this. But mm-hmm. then afterwards, it's the the giving yourself enough time to recover. And that was... For me, that was the hard part after Hawaii, was making that decision to say, hey, I know I've got these other races scheduled, but I need to push them off because I need to let my body recover from this. And I think that's where I made mistakes in previous years is where I'm just like, Mm -hmm. nope, this is my schedule. This is what I'm doing. I told myself I was going to do it, even though I knew I already had injury and then I made it worse. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of like a twisted spin because it actually takes a lot of self-discipline. At least for me, it takes a lot of self-discipline to actually take time off and let my body rest and heal because, mm-hmm. like, for me, I'm in a lot of pain. I can't even walk right still. It's been three days. And I'm just, like, eager to put my running shoes on and go for a run, you know? Like, it yeah. it takes a lot to just pump the brakes. It does. And I, I think, for me, my biggest worry is, is I keep worrying that I'm going to end up doing what I've done in the past. You know, I've had two times where I've worked myself into better shape. And then had an injury that stopped my progression. And then because of bad decisions on my own part, I ended up going backwards. You know, mm-hmm. I've talked about it, you know, 10 years ago when I was running and I dropped down to like 175 pounds. I was running every day. I would look, you know, I was in great shape. And then I blew my knee. Well, what mm-hmm. happens when your knee blows? You just, you decide to just sit on the couch, eat potato chips and gain back most of that weight. You know, mm-hmm. and then which was my bad choice. And then when I uh, broke my foot three years ago, I mean, I did the exact same thing. You know, I was getting back mm-hmm. into shape. I was getting back, you know, everything was going great. Then I break my foot and then I make the decision. Oh, foot's broke. I can't run. I'm going to sit on the couch and eat potato chips. 
And that was my mistake. And that's, I think, my biggest fear now is that if I keep pushing myself, I'm going to have another one of those catastrophic injuries and I'm not going to react to it right again. And I'm going to gain even more weight. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that's equally as important for an athlete as far as like a workout routine and maintaining a healthy diet or eating habits. It's equally as important to learn to like listen to your body, you know, know when to have a rest day or two, you know, listen to what's hurting. Like it, it, like I said, it takes a lot of self-discipline, but it's, something that's, you know, like you've described, if you don't, it's going to hold you back or it's going to move you 10 steps backwards. You're going to lose nearly all of the progression that you've made just by worsening something that could have been not as bad, you know? Yeah. And that's just it. It's one of those things, you know, because one of the things I've I've explained to people how I, I really did my knee injury and what my knee injury really was, it was me injuring myself and not taking a break. And that was it. I injured, I knew, I knew I'd done something to my knee on one race and then did Mm -hmm. a whole nother half marathon two weeks later. So I already Mm -hmm. knew that something was Mm -hmm. wrong. And then I went out and did it anyway. And halfway through the race, Mm -hmm. halfway through the race, my knee just gave out and it was like, no, you, you, now it's really bad. And then being stubborn again, I didn't say, okay, I'm done. Someone come get me. I said, nope, I started this race. I'm finishing this race. And I kept running on that screwed up knee for another six miles. And by the time I finished, you know, it's like, yeah, your knee's toast because of this. Right. And it's like, if I'd been smart in the beginning, but you've, yeah, yeah. exactly. You're in this metal, but now, You've yeah. just set now yourself you can't back run for so years. many other medals that you had planned. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And that's just it. And that's, you know, yeah. And I feel like that's no, why it's so important to listen to, you know, the, the, just like pay attention to the things that are going on around you. Listen to your body. Understand that there's, yeah. at, at least for me, this is something that I've really kind of had my eyes opened about this year is that your race schedule. Yes, I have all these goals. I want to go to this race. I want to make it to this venue. I want to travel here. Um, but there's always going to be, uh, again, at least for me, because I'm a working, you know, working class, middle class person, <laughs> um, life things are going to happen and they're going to complicate your race schedule. And, as opposed to like trying to push your agenda and make it happen and push yourself into, you know, worse physical problems or even worse financial strains, just mm-hmm. slow down and accept that life is a part of this race, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's, I think a lot of it is, you know, really, if you look at, you know, your definitely your description of your life over the last year, you know, is it the direction you wanted it to go a year ago? No, but is it still going forward? And is it still working, doing what you need to do? Yes. So, and I think that's where a lot of us get so stuck on our plans. You know, these are the races I'm going to do. This is my race schedule. Oh, you know, my foot's bugging me a little bit, but oh, it'll be, it'll be fine. And then I hear from so many people that, you know, I found out, you know, 
people will be like, oh, I found out I've been running on a, a torn ACL for six months. It's like, really? <laughs> How did you not notice that? Well, I noticed it. I just, right. just yeah, got to be okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. I thought it'd be okay, and I yeah. had this race schedule, and it's like, cool. Now, you know, you've torn it even more, and you're out for two years, so, you know. Right. You yeah, could've... I get it, though. I feel like there's a certain level of, like, stubborn yes. stubbornness that we have as racers, you know, at least because I'm addicted to these dang metals. But, um, so I get it, but, again, you know, for me this last year, it's just been a matter of listening recognizing that yeah. I want that medal. Yes. I want to go to that race. Yes. However, realistically it, it might be better in the long run if I just take a pass on this one. Yeah. So, and that's why I say I'm trying to make Sacramento happen or I'm trying to make, you know, central Cal yeah. to, to finish up my year. I've got my eyes on it, but I've also got yeah. other priorities. And that's it. It's just yeah. kind of putting the priorities in place and and making it work. And I think that's one of the things, you know, I think for me, now that I'm in my 40s, I can look back at some of these going, yeah, maybe I need to think about this before I do it. And that was kind of, you know, this is probably, actually, I think last year was the first year I started actually deciding not to do races because of injuries, you know, because normally I would do, mm. you know, back-to-back races. You know, I'd go into a Saturday and a Sunday and no problem, you know, and then all of a sudden I started hurting myself on Saturday and then doing Sunday anyway. And mm-hmm. last year was the first time I think in Montana when I, uh, I tore my bicep and my pec where I was like, you know, and I got up, you know, Sunday morning, like, Hey, I'm ready to go. Right. Let's go race. And I like look down and my right boob is like twice the size of my left. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe I shouldn't have raced the sprint today, you know, yeah. and that kind of, you know, and I think that was, that was one of the first times I'm like, you know, maybe I need to put my health. I mean, I'm in my forties now and, you know, I don't exactly jump back from injuries like I did 20 years ago. So it's like, you know, I need to start looking at, at things differently. Yeah. You know, that's so funny that you say that. Cause I've been thinking about that lately too. It's like, I'm not, I'm not. As springy as I used to be, you know, it takes a lot for me to recover now. And and I reflected on that a lot with this ultra, you know, like I said, I severely underestimated this course. That course whooped my ass. And and, And for a while, I couldn't figure out why. Because I kept thinking, you know, I've, I ran the, the, the 2017 Lake Tahoe ultra beast. And that was in the mountains. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many thousands of feet of elevation gain. There was a swim. It was like almost 35 miles or something like that. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, just what the heck? And, um, and then I got to, you know, that's where I got to thinking, like, I'm not, I'm not in necessarily like any better or worse shape. I'm just in different shape. I haven't for at least for this race. I haven't, I didn't train like I wanted to because I've been working two jobs. You know, I've been trying to make life happen outside of racing and, and, you know, so there are so many other factors that I'm just like, I can't expect to be the, you know, the racer that I once was all the time. No. 
So that's definitely something I've been thinking about as well. You know, and and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a matter of figuring out, you know, what kind of racer are you now and how do you, you know, get ready for that. So, and I think that's what a lot of people have issues with is they look back and, I mean, in anything. I mean, right now I've been struggling, you know, for some people that know this, I'm a, I'm a comedian um, in my comedy because I quit for a few years and then went back and I'm not at the level I was when I stopped doing it. And so I right. had anxiety now every time I go up. And I think that's the same with racing is you get to a point where it's like, you're never going to be the same as you were. It's always going to be, right. whether it be better or worse or whatever, but it's always going to be different in some way. And you just okay. have to understand that and make that different work for you. So right. just one of those things. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Nice. And like, what else? What else do we want to talk about? You did the ultra. Um, you got your races coming up. When are you, when are you going to yes, podium? I or did. have you? I. I thought you have no, at least I once. Haven't. I thought no, you had. Not yet. No. If I did, I didn't know about it. <laughs> so, not to my knowledge. I think you would know. Um, I. You know, again, rolling with the whole concept that, you know, life happens and changes things. I bought a season, an age group season pass at the start of 2019 with the intent to podium. And, you know, I just haven't made the races that I wanted to make in order to, you know, with the, uh, with the eye on the prize of trying to podium. That was at the start of the year. And then after like June, I accepted that it's there's not going to be a podium for me this year. I've got I had to kind of change, you know, change shift my focus a little bit and like I said I haven't been training for a podium finish and I am I honestly don't know what next year is going to look like for me. Um I don't know that I'm going to buy a season pass just because Spartan is changing so much and I'm not sure that I like the change and so I might turn more to just other you know more local races or something you know you you never know what life has in store so of course I'm always going to be working towards a podium um, I would absolutely love to, and I do believe, I honestly believe that I have the capability if I set my mind to it. Um, so we'll see. It's kind of a surprise, I guess, for all of us. <laughs> well, and it's one of those things, it's like you said, I mean, it's, it's like we've been talking about the whole time. Things change. Your focus changes. It's all of a sudden, hey, you know, the beginning of the year, it was all about getting a podium. And then all of a sudden, life kind of stepped in the way. And you're like, okay, I still want to get a podium. But I just, you know, I'm going to keep training. But I know I can't train for one right now. So, I mean, it's you're not right. giving up. It's just shifting your focus, which is, is good. So Yeah. You know, and I that like that you describe it as life getting in the way. Because for me, it, it was a huge flag of like life saying, hey, you need to pay attention to this, you know, put some attention in this area. And so, you know, I, I applaud the, the elite racers and the age group racers who podium nearly every time or have all of these, you know, prizes that finished between, you know, first, second, third, fourth, fifth place. 
um, because it takes a lot of time and a lot of dedication, and it just takes a lot of you that I cannot give up right now, you know. I've got so many other different directions that I've I've just, you know, got to make happen, so. Which makes sense, and it's one of those things a lot of people – they see people that up there on that podium, you know, and all the people that are up there all the time and they're like, Oh, they're so gifted. And it's like, no, you don't see the work that they're putting into in the gym. I mean, most of those guys are running every day. They're putting work in. It's not, you know, natural ability will only get you so far. The podium as much as most of those guys do. That's, that's putting in work, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a lot of dedication, time, food, money to, you know, find the right trainers, the right tools, the right gyms, the right, you know, places to train, everything like that. And it's, I'm just over here trying to go to school. (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah. Well, and you know, a lot of those people are are sponsored. So their job is literally to race. So it's like, you know, me or you, we go to school so that we can get better for our job. They go to the gym. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's what they're their doing. Job. Their job is to race. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Which would be cool I mean, they know, put in if work. I ever got that opportunity. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. If I ever got that yeah. opportunity, I feel like this would be the prime time for me to do it. But I don't really know how to get started in there. So if anyone would like to point me in the right direction, I would be happy to hear you out. <laughs> well, if I find someone, I'll let you know. I'll point them in your direction. So. Absolutely. Sounds like a plan. You guys got to, you know, get my twins so she can run all the time. So. That's right. Yeah. Helping us so. her out. All right. <laughs> well, we're getting close to that hour mark. So is there anything you want to want to tell the listeners in closing? This is going to be kind of a rambling jaunt through everything, but that's what's fun about some of these episodes. So. Anything you you want to say in closing? Uh, Any last advice? Um, you know, given the changes of directions that I've experienced the past, however long it's been since I've been on the show, I would just encourage everyone to, you know, just remember to not neglect. Yes, racing is a passion. It's fun. It's, you know, a wonderful, wonderful community to be a part of, but just don't, don't neglect all, you know, other areas of life, your mental health, your family, your, you know, everything else that's a priority too. Don't. Yeah. Don't neglect No, it, I agree so, so much. Yeah. I agree. So, all right. Well, perfect. It's been, as always, fun talking to you. And we're definitely going to have to get together soon and hang out. So, because yes, I miss my twin. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Yes. And I will talk to you again yes. soon. Thanks for having me. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. 
all these things will help to expand the show in the future. This show is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you like to hear. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at beastocr.com.